Welcome to Take It With You, live radio theater from Duluth, Minnesota. I'm Blake Thomas, your host, bartender, chief troubadour, and general roustabout. Enjoy the show. Announcer says, and now, episode two of Take It With You. Hello? Hey, Blake! Hey, Blake! Yeah? Open the door. It's locked. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Pull. What? Man, you got to put a sign on that thing. There is one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doors, huh? <laughs> yeah, doors. How you doing, Rick? Uh, hey, listen to this. Okay. Well, my father was in World War II, see, and he was going off to fight the Germans in Germany, hey, right? Hey, Rick, look, if this is going to be a well, long no, story. No, 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 it's just going to take a minute. So, anyway, it's the day he's shipping out, and he's at the train station with all his fellow soldiers, and it's hot, like my butt crack on the 4th of July hot. Anyway, they all get on the train, and it's even hotter in there with everybody packed in together, and there's a bunch of people on the platform waiting to send them off and they're cheering and waving and crying, and then this beautiful young woman runs up in the train car with a glass of water and hands it up to the window for the thirsty soldiers. And my dad, he grabs the glass, and he slugs the whole thing down in one gulp. Only thing was, it wasn't water. It was white moonshine whiskey. Said he wanted to throw up like nothing else, but he didn't want to... He, he willed himself not to, you see, with his mind, because he didn't want to look like an ass, you know, in front of the other soldiers. So he went off to war, hammered. Totally hammered. <laughs> Probably for the best, really, though. Is that it? That, that's, what, that's what you had to tell me? Yep. Why? Well, read between the lines, Blake. Read between the lines. <laughs> so uh, I told you a story. Why don't you play me a song? Well, the earth is only a woman And the highways are nothing but scars And today the sky is just latex Stretched over the mouth of a jar And I'm driving to San Antonio good reason at all Well, if you're not happy in Paris What makes you think you'll be happy anywhere else in the world When the birds are all just confetti At this party that's not any fun God, I miss you already And this trip ain't even begun But the people down here are so nice to me They treat me like one of their own And they don't seem to mind that I drank all their whiskey She feeds me pancakes let me sleep on their floor And I could stay here forever But Lord knows that I never would Hell, I already bought a ticket on a train to California And I'll be in Nashville When the holidays are through 
drunken songs and lonesome letters are a sad substitute for a man. You could swing a dead cat and do better. So if you can do better, oh honey, I'll understand. Cause love don't live on the highway. Love don't live under the sea. Love don't live in these honky-tonk bars. And I've checked thoroughly. No love lives in houses. And a house ain't something I own. It's kind of hoping I could come stay in yours if you even still want me to come back home. Well, the earth is only a woman, and the highways are nothing but scars. And today, the sky is just latex. Stretched over the mouth of a jar And I'm driving to San Antonio For no good reason at all Well, if you're not happy in Paris What makes you think you'll be happy Anywhere else in a real nice song. All right, give me a beer. Sure thing. What you, what you got there? Uh, crosswood puzzle. What's an 11-letter word for catastrophe? Starts with a C. What about catastrophe? Mm. Uh, yep, that fits. Man, these crosswood guys are getting lazy. You got music happening tonight? Yeah, we do. Brianna Lane is playing tonight. Oh, man. I dig her. She is fine. What the hell was that? That's a bee. The, the bees are getting in somehow. Blake! Hey, Andy. You're late. I know, but I have a new song. Do you want to hear it? Not right now, no. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really good. That's great, but there are folks in the back room that should be checked in on. Also, I need ice. Okay. Uh, I'll sing it for you later. So what can I do? Go check on the tables in the back room and then get me some ice. Uh, sure. Got it. Ring. Ring. You know? Guys, they have $5 barley wine right now. And, um, hey, Matt, he told me that Brianna Lane is playing. She's not playing tonight. I would know if she's playing over there tonight. I mean, she's not playing, right? Oh, yeah, she is. She's been on the calendar for weeks. Hello? Mary? A weirdo. Hey, Zach. Hey, Blake. Hey, what's up, Rick? I need a 16-letter answer for colorful jealousy. Uh, colorful jealousy works. Uh, it starts with a G. Try green-eyed monster. Oh, hell yeah. 
You want a beer, Zach? No, give me a hot toddy. Hot toddy? Yeah, of course. Is, is that weird? No, I just think of it as a winter drink. Uh, well, A, it's not. I believe Mitch Hedberg said it best when he said every book is a children's book if the kid can read. <laughs> and two, why wouldn't you want a hot toddy all year round with the quality of honey that's up here in Duluth? Can't argue with that. Hey, what is that? Uh, it's a map. Yeah, I can see that it's a map. Yeah? Can you really see it? Can you see the dreams? Can you see the adventure? I think so. Yeah. Okay, hey, so uh, I need one gin and tonic, uh, one bourbon straight, and two blacklist beers. Coming right up. Hey, can you give me some change for this dollar bill? I want to shoot again. Sure. Hey, Zach, what's that? Looks fun. Andy, this is one of the six maps of the Lake Superior hiking trail. Oh, are there only six? And you, you have one? That's pretty cool. No, the trail is split up into six parts. There are thousands of maps printed by the Lake Superior Hiking Trail Association every year. And they're only 50 cents each. I bought one. I love maps. Oh. Okay. Are you going to go hiking? No. I bought a super informative 50 cent map for no reason. Oh. He's oh. messing with you, Andy. Yes, I'm sure Zach is going out on the trail. Over 250 miles of totally accessible and completely free hiking and camping on the beautiful fucking North Shore. <laughs> You're damn right I'm going out on the trail. <laughs> Brianna, you made it. Welcome back to Duluth. Sorry I'm running late. Let's do this. No, no problem. You want to do a sound check real quick? Sounds great. I uh, tuned on the drive. I'm ready. Ready? <sighs> oh, my city. So tall and so pretty. I am lonelier with you. Than I am in the wild Your nights are too noisy My thoughts are asunder Oh, mighty river Come and take me down Take me down mm -hmm. I am contented By your And the smell of the leaves Her valleys are cradles For music and comfort Now I know you know music But not songs like these Five flies. 
Hello, Brianna. I'm Zach. Hi. 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 Yeah, yeah, hi. Hello. <laughs> hey there, guys. What can I get you? Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> What'll you have? Honey? Let's see. Let me think a minute. It's date night! <laughs> well, great. You came to the right place, that's for sure. Sweetie, what is it I like? Hmm? What's that one that I like? You've always liked sex on the beach. <laughs> Honey! <laughs> Clever. Honey, stop it. Be quiet. My goodness, honey. Sex on the beach is rad. Uh, not for me. Sand gets places. They give my butt crack. Hey, sir, you, you come here often? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good place, great music. Music? Oh, what fun. You shoot stick? Oh, boy, uh, we haven't shot stick since college, have we, honey? Oh, whatever happens on date night stays on date night. Oh, what the hey, we'll do it. All right, rack them up. Oh, honey, did you hear that? Rack them up. I feel so unsavory. A white wine, please, for the lady. And you, and you know what? I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> Pills, you know, something light. Woohoo! What's a girl need to do to get a drink around here? Just show up. <laughs> hey, Mayor, what are you up to? Oh, my God, Brianna. You're playing tonight? Crazy. Hi, Mary. You know it's Brianna, right? Duh, that's what I said. Uh, well, okay. Anyway, day off? You know, everyone, Blake and Brianna, used to tour together, like, a lot. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. They started playing together at Fitker's Brewhouse. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot about that. That's right. Hey, uh, Blake, would you want to play a few tunes with me tonight? Hey, Blake, if you don't, I will. Blake, do it. You'd love to do it with her. Play, play music, I mean. You want to play music yes. with Brianna yes, on the stage. Yes. Well, go on. But I don't think there's room for two people on that stage. Shut up, Rick. All right. Uh, well, do you want to run uh, Till and So? Sure. All right. Mom's a killer housewife Daddy works all day Forty acres lurk Against the line of pine trees Swaying in the wind Thirty years and counting What a family should be Till and so till Across this country, left when I was no more than nine months old, crying out for understanding why he's chasing nothing. Turns out I turned out just like him, just like him. 
play a little guitar myself. Oh, uh, great. Sorry, well, what was your name again? Zachary. Zach, or Zach. Or Zach. <laughs> Hi. Honey, how do you know when to switch your fingers on the guitar? I'll show you at home, honey. <laughs> we could take guitar lessons together. You two want to play another game? Oh, we would love to. Rack them up. Listen to you, saucy bear. Rack them up. Oh, Another toddy, please. And uh, one for Brianna, too. Well, thank you. We got some sick honey in this town. And by sick, I mean awesome. Your toddy is going to be all kinds of awesome sick. Mary, can you watch the bar? Um, Andy, can you help me grab a few things from the basement? What? Wait, it's my day off. Please? Why, why don't you ask Brianna to do it? Because she doesn't work here. Fine. One, okay. I I, 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 okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Andy, let's go. Okay. I'm glad we're together. Uh, this place really gives me the creeps. You're not alone. A lot of evil things have happened. Evil? Evil. I hate that. I hate evil things. <sighs> me too, buddy. Me too. Okay, we're in the basement now. Oh, God. The hairs on my neck just stood up. This shouldn't take too long. Why don't take our minds off us? Tell me about this new song of yours. Well, I'd rather sing it upstairs, not surrounded by ghosts. Announcer says... Meanwhile, back in the bar. Uh, okay, wait. What, what is that? Is that a bee? Hey, Mary, can I trouble you for a glass of water? No ice, please. Brianna, not an ice gal, huh? I just don't like to be drinking ice water when I sing. Huh. Kind of high maintenance. So, I'm... Um... <laughs> So where are you uh, staying tonight? I don't know. Uh, probably Blake. Because I've, I've got a room at my place, my, at my house. I mean, you can totally stay there. You know, I mean, you probably should because Blake's house, it's, <laughs> it's disgusting. And it's, it's full of bats, too. Okay. Okay, maybe I'll take you up on that. Not a problem. Happy to do it. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> oh, my God, what is wrong with me? Okay, seriously, there's a freaking bee in here. Brianna, you mind if I just hang out over here while you get ready? Uh, go for it. Hey, is that a superior trail map? <laughs> this whole thing? Yes, yes it is. I love maps. Do you love maps? You have no idea. Spread out that map and let's, uh, let's look at it. Announcer says, Blake returns with Andy. Ugh, I hate the basement. I'm so glad we're upstairs. Okay, 
seriously, Blake? There's bees. I know, I know. Can I sing my song now? Well, I don't want to get stung. Well, I've and got I'm... it under control. I just... Hey, Blake, follow me. Sure, okay. Okay, Blake! How about yeah. now? I love date night! How many maps are we talking? Like 47. I'm ready. Oh. I'm really feeling this tequila. Should we get some apps? Does anyone want to get an app? Jalapeno poppers? Do you have jalapeno poppers? Yeah, they don't do food. Okay, s seriously, the bees! Oh, there's one! But I don't... Okay, everyone, hey, my name's Andy, and um, this is a song that I wrote. Um, it's actually more of an anthem. Hey, get off the stage! Shut up, Rick! All right. Okay, so I'll sing it once through, and then and then everyone come in with me. Okay. Um. What you gonna do when you're used and you're bruised? Say, what you gonna do when you're used and you're bruised? You better pump your hips, moving front to back, moving side to side, swivel down, uh, and a hump to hump, and a bump to bump. Hey, 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 everybody. What, what you gonna, gonna do when you're used and you're bruised? Say what you gotta do when you use any bruise. You better pump your hips, move front to back, move side to side, swivel down, up, and a hump to hump, and a bump to bump. Hey, 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 again? What you gonna do? I got stung! Man down! Man down! Oh, crap! Hey guys, keep singing! Okay, where is that little bastard? Hit it with your shoe! Excuse me, ma'am. Are you trying to kill a bee? A honeybee? Jonathan Otis! Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Blake. So tell me about the, the Lake Superior Honey Company. You're the owner and operator. Yeah, well, we started a little honey company here in Duluth, Minnesota, on the shores of Lake Superior. Um, and we have several locations throughout the city. And we extract honey from each one of those locations separately. And what that does is it allows you to taste your way through Duluth, or taste your neighborhood. And each of these honeys is often a different color and consistency, which is super fascinating. Well, and that's entirely up to the bees in that location. So what we do is once we establish a hive in a certain location, we don't move the bees around, and we call that free foraged. And what that means is that the bees are, are able to freely forage on the plants and the, the flowers that are in that area. So since a bee will only forage in about a three-mile radius um, from one location to another varies based on what the bees are collecting in that neighborhood. So not only does the color change, but also the flavor. Um, and then it varies based on what type of plants are blooming at that time. So it's, it's seasonal, but it's also um, geographical. So do bees prefer particular types of um, flowers over other flowers? Well, they're flower feeders, so they get their, um, their protein source from the pollen and they get their carbohydrates from the nectar. Um, so plants that provide more pollen or more nectar are more beneficial to them. Um, in our area, those tend to be herbal plants like mint or hyssop. Um, they also uh, really like alfalfa. Um, dandelion, which is kind of a weed plant or considered a weed plant, is actually one of the most beneficial early season plants to bees. So you're saying that maybe we shouldn't be killing off all of the dandelions in our yards. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, leave them for the bees. Um, especially after a long spring that we've had, and the, the dandelions are the first real nectar source for those, those bees to forage on. So if we're dumping chemicals on them or we're digging them out of our lawns, that's leaving a food desert for bees. They don't have anything to eat. 
And if the bees are coming back to the hive covered in chemicals, that can't be good. No, and actually uh, the recent research is indicating that those that each time the bee comes back, she carries with her six detectable pesticides. But what's happening is um, when she deposits the pollen or the um, nectar in the hive, that those pollen levels or those chemical levels start to build up over time in the wax. And so the the levels in the hive are getting exponentially larger as time goes on. And ultimately, that's going to end up in our food. So if we don't want chemicals to end up in our food, we should stop putting chemicals on our lawns, on our flowers, um, and stop using them in anything that the bees can forage on. When you're going out and you're, you're tending to the bees, what, um, how do you protect yourself from, from the bees? Well, we keep, um, for the most part, we keep um, Italian an Italian race of bees, and um, most honeybees are bred to be really docile, real gentle, um, but Italians are known to be more so, um, especially if you bring them a cannoli or um, <laughs> a glass of Chianti. Um, but no, I, um, I wear a veil to protect my head, um, but I usually don't use gloves um, because I want to feel what's going on in the hive. It also forces me to slow down a little bit and take it easy. If I, if I rush and I start to crush bees or, or, um, or hurt bees, they get really agitated when you <laughs> kill them. So <laughs> I try not to do that. And I have seen you pick up a honeybee with your fingers. Yeah. Yeah, I actually tell yeah, my that's daughters. That's a normal that, thing that everybody does. Well, sure. <laughs> I, if you can get over the initial fear factor that we've kind of all been taught, um, to be afraid of bees, if you can get over that. Um, and I kind of try to teach this to my young daughters that you can actually pet a bee. A bumble bumblebees are great because they're furry and plump. Just go gentle and go slow. Um, and, uh, We're all going to get stung now. You do realize <laughs> we're going to go and try this. And <laughs> no, we won't. It'll Don't do it if you're allergic to oh. bees. Which <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, when I'm working with the bees, they're crawling all over my hands, and, and they don't want to sting you. They, they, if they sting you, they're going to die. So they don't, you know, they want, they, yeah, they don't want, <laughs> they don't want to sting you. So they're going to, they're, as long as you're good with them, they'll be good with you. I have a question. If it's the apocalypse, and we're all in the group right here, okay? So we have our prison that we've blocked off. <laughs> From, I won't give it away if anyone hasn't seen a certain television show. Okay, well, if there's zombies, what is your thing that you can offer that we would let you stay in our group and live? Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring you honey. And not just because it's sweet. Um, raw honey, real raw honey, has a lot of proteins, amino acids, so they're gonna give you energy when you have to run and flee from the, from the zombies. zombies. <laughs> if you get cut or um, not, if you get, yeah, like a wound, you can use honey on it as an antiseptic to help heal quicker. Um, it is going to keep you healthy and keep those seasonal allergies at bay in the springtime, so you're not gonna be sniffling and sneezing while the zombies are after you. And it never goes bad Honey will last indefinitely, so it's a great food source. And at the end of the day, if you add water to it, it will ferment, and you can have honey wine. So it's kind of the perfect food. You're in. Totally. <laughs> we, will, we will keep you alive. Before you say or do anything uncool, you better check with Steve and Jamie.
the ones with their fingers on the pulse of a community you didn't know existed. Hey, Steve. Hey, Jamie. Hey, whatever. or like, whatever, yeah. Okay, hi. What can I get for you today? I want a pint glass of bitters. And I want blue grass. But not the music, just whatever the word means to you in a cup. <laughs> well, I'm absolutely not serving you a pint of bitters and Jamie bourbon, I guess. I don't know. Something smells sweet. Yeah, like syrupy sweet. Like, I kind of want to throw up yeah. and then not feel embarrassed about just sitting around in my own vomit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's probably me. I sell and bottle sustainably made honey. I smell sweet all the time. Most people usually like it. Yeah, I don't need to buy honey. Yeah. I have a honey guy. Yeah. The, the thanks though, faker. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, our honey guy is like actually sustainable. He doesn't even use bottles. Yeah, yeah. He climbs up the trees to where the bees normally live, you yeah. know? Like before they get caged in like bee prisons by fakers. And he sings to them. Harry Belafonte? <laughs> he doesn't even like to do it, but the bees like it. And he's just such a pro, he can sing it anyway and not feel stupid. Yeah. And once the bees have been calmed by the music, he just reaches in the hive and takes the combs out and, like, drops them in our mouths. Right in our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> that all seems highly doubtful. I thought you said this place was cool. Yeah, I thought it was. Let's get out of here. Yeah. You better check with Steve and Jamie. Hey, Jonathan, sorry about that. No, no problem. Oh. I think I'm just going to take this little angel here home with me. Oh, my God. Honey, look. Look at that. He's picking it up, honey. He's picking it up between his fingers, honey. Oh, there you go, little gal. Just rest on my shoulder. I love you, Jonathan. <laughs> Do you feel the same way? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I love you too, B. Bye, everyone. Shadow, you're untouched by bone, and you sing everything through the rhythm of your red eyes. Let it come to you in waves. The notion that all is broken, and you ought not to worry away over what you've said and done. It's on the tip of your tongue You're as weak 
as you are Where they're fighting on the streets Or castrated at the feet of some strange new lover And the paintings in your space That are all crooked and paint Bear witness to the happy songs you sung it's on the tip of your tongue Now would you mind telling me where you're going Not that I'm gonna follow Guess I'd just be happy in knowing it's some place I don't belong. It's on the tip of your tongue. It's in the corner of your eyes. Don Ness, mayor of Duluth, Minnesota. Seriously, Blake, how many times do I have to tell you? Right, sorry, hello, Mr. Mayor. That's better. <laughs> hey, what up, D? What up, Rick? <laughs> honey, it's the mayor. Look cool, honey. Just look cool, okay? Don't f this up. <laughs> What can I do for you, Mr. Mayor? Well, I just want to stop in for a beer after a long day of, um, mayoring. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Here you go, and hey, I'm really sorry to hear about Jim Overstar. Thanks, that was a tough one, you know. Uh, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> um, but I was over there, and then I saw you, and then I came over here with my phone, and now I'm talking to you, and now I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> Can I get a selfie with you? Sure thing. Ah, thank you! I can't wait to tell my friends! Oh, I'm so sorry. I just spilled beer all over your pants. Uh, don't worry about it, it'll dry. I told you not to f*** this up! Sorry! Sorry, 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 sorry! Don't be sorry, it's not a problem. Okay, let's take that selfie. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. 
sorry. I don't know how you do it. I don't mind taking pictures with, with folks. Do you mind having beer spilled all over you? Well, you know, that was one of the most important lessons from a, that I learned from Jim Overstar. Dry cleaning 101? <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story of, of my extreme incompetence. <laughs> Who doesn't love stories of incompetence? So I was 23 years old, and I was recently hired by Jim as his campaign manager, and I was extremely nervous. It was my first 4th of July with Overstar on the range. We do six parades in 24 hours. And my day started out ironically. I woke up at the exact time that I was supposed to pick up the congressman from his house in Chisholm, 20 miles away. That is ironic in an Alanis Morissette kind of way. <laughs> so after picking him up, I figured I could make up a little time by going a few miles over the speed limit, which was working great until I got pulled over by the state patrol. Aha. Uh -huh. Then it was one big mistake after another, angering all our volunteers, spilling ketchup on my white t-shirt, losing the congressman for 20 minutes, parking the black car in the direct sun, and choosing a spot in the parade right behind the horses. <laughs> I couldn't do anything right. That does sound like an awful day. And then it gets worse. Finally, the day was coming to a close. We had just finished the fifth of six parades, and we had a couple of hours to relax before the Calthumpian Parade in Bawabic. So I loaded all the signs into the trunk of the car and was slamming the trunk closed when I caught a glimpse of the car keys sitting on the side of the trunk, the inside of the trunk, the inside of the very much locked trunk. <sighs> all right, that is much worse. So it was the worst day of my professional life. And I swear to the, this day, I think those keys were mocking me as the trunk door closed. It was a sweltering day, and of course, this was a time before smartphones, and it took me 90 minutes of manually going through the phone book, trying to find somebody working on the 4th of July on the Iron Range. We were sunbaked, we were frustrated, we were exhausted. Ugh. So we made it to the last parade, and then I drove uh, Jim home. I was defeated, I knew that I'd failed him, and my very young professional career would soon be over. And I was sure that I'd be fired. I, I deserved to be fired. Yeah. I mean, I don't consider myself to be this type of guy, but I probably would have fired you. <laughs> so as we pulled up to his house in Chisholm at 9 o'clock that night, I began with my heartfelt apology. Then something remarkable happened. He stopped me, and he wouldn't let me continue. He said, Donnie, this is a very tough day, and you had a lot of things go against you, but you never lost your head, which was an extremely generous assessment because I was panicking throughout the entire two-day trip. I helped him with his bag to the front porch, and he turned around to give me one of his famous Jim Overstar bear hugs, and he said, don't worry about this. I'm proud of you. Wow. I know, right? He's one of the most powerful members of Congress, and I had just ruined his 4th of July. I was expendable as a thin paper plate after a baked bean lunch. <laughs> but Jim didn't see it that way. Beyond all reason and expectation, he shared his wealth of love for the people around him at the very moment that I so desperately needed it. The kindness and patience that he showed me in that moment, well, it made a profound impact on the person I am today. That really is something. I know. <laughs> I mean, you really were pretty incompetent, but... <laughs> I told you so. But Overstar was quite a guy. He was. I'm going to miss him. So, can I refill your spilled beer, Mr. Mayor? Next time, my friend, I should get going. See you soon, Mr. Mayor. Not if I see you first. Just remember, Big Brother is always watching. <laughs> Hey, peace out, D. Later, Rick. Hey, honey. Yes, honey. How does the poo 
pool table know which ball is the cue ball? Why doesn't it end up where all the other balls end up when you scratch? It's like magic! I think that's enough tequila for you, my dear. Yeah, I want to know. Well, there's only one person to call. All right, let's see if he's up. Ask Brooks. Ask him anything you want about stuff. But keep in mind he has a doctorate in theoretical physics. If that helps refine your topic, ask Brooks. Ask Brooks! Hi, this is Brooks. I can't come to the phone right now, but please leave a message after the beep. Incidentally, if you're interested in how a coin-operated pool table works, sometimes the cue ball is just a little bit bigger than the other balls. So after it's been pocketed and is rolling down a chute, there's a little metal bar which catches the cue ball and directs it down a different path, while all of the other pool balls can just pass underneath the metal bar and keep on going as they were. Also, sometimes the cue ball has a magnet in it, and another magnet inside the pool table exerts a force on the cue ball and pushes it or pulls it in a different direction, while all of the other pool balls are unaffected by the magnet and just keep going in the same direction. Ask Brooks. How about another tune, Brianna? Uh, sure thing, uh, yeah.
And I still feel the road in my bones, in my bones. Now it's finally calling me home. Announcer says... That one song was meant to represent an entire set of music. Some time has gone by. Last call, last call for alcohol. Hey, get something quick. Ten hot toddies! Hot toddies for everybody! I'll take two. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Was in the summer, one early fall. Trying to find my little all in all Now she's gone and I don't worry No, I'm sitting on top of the world Was in the spring, one summer's day Just when she left me, she's gonna stay Now she's gone, I don't worry I'm sitting on top of the world Down in the yard Gonna get me a freight train My work done got hard Now she's gone I don't worry I'm sitting on top of the world The lonesome days They have gone by Why should you beg me Only to say goodbye You want to go hike 250 miles of the Lake Superior hiking trail with me? In flip-flops? Uh, when? Right now? Uh, okay, big boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> you have flops, right? You have flops. It was lovely to meet you both. Well, we look forward to brunch. <laughs> we love our mimosas, don't we, honey? <laughs> we do, we really do. All right, <laughs> I gotta piss. Oh, <laughs> see you tomorrow, Rick. Come on, honey, it's time. I'm just so happy right now. Mary, you okay? Yes, I'm, I'm sorry about tonight. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I told Brianna that your house was infested with bats. It's all good. Wait, what about bats? I was, I was jealous. Brianna, she's, Brianna, she's really cool and she's really 
Awesome. Do you like her? I mean, that's you don't have to answer. Just, sing I'm a idiot. song with me. You don't need to do that. We re we really don't have I to know, sing. I know, but why not? Sing a song with me. Always. The rumor going round is that you'll only bring me down like you've been known to do. Won't you see what you can do? I don't need the words or the promises that break like life bones. that I have hidden knows just what I did and continues to punish for what I can't undo. And I guess that's your cue. Won't you see what you can do? Well, yeah, I've been here before, but I've never wanted more. I don't want to blink. I know just what you're thinking, because none of God's secrets belong to you. You could be red, white, or blue. Won't you see what you can do? I'll take my chances if you'll shake these fantasies. The rules are rearranged. The alibis are strangely not satisfying like they used to. I didn't see it as it grew. Won't you see what you can do? You are an apple that rests like a rhyme in my hand. You are an apple that rests like a rhyme in my hand. See you tomorrow. All right, see you tomorrow. Hey, you run a toilet paper. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Yeah. Hey, you know, I've, I've been thinking about that story you told me about your dad. Which one? Oh, yeah, right. That one. Right, yeah. Uh, that's a good story. Well, see ya. What? Wait, hold on. Seriously. It's just funny to me how quickly we judge situations sometimes because things are very seldom as they appear. You mean like a mannequin in a passenger seat? Sort of, but I'm, I'm thinking of the story of your father on the train. He and his fellow soldiers are going off to fight in a war overseas against the Nazis, far away from anything they know, and together, dressed in uniform, they appear strong and united, and, and, but they don't know 
all, they don't all know each other. And deep down, you can't tell me that they're not individually scared out of their minds. And then you have this beautiful young woman running towards this train with a glass of clear liquid, and it appears to be water. And why on earth would it be anything but water? There's no part of your father's brain that would think it would be anything else. And it appears to be water, so it is, until it isn't, until it's booze. And then he has to keep it together and appear sober when he's drunk, and now this young man who appears to be strong and brave and sober and together is drunk and scared and very much alone. You know, you, you can be strong and brave and still be drunk and scared. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm just saying, things are not always as they appear to other people. Is this about Mary? Yeah, she thinks I'm going to go run off with Brianna Lane. Ah, I see. And she didn't realize that Brianna is actually a man? Like, like with a wiener? No, what, what are you talking about? She's not a man. What, no? Well, I, I'm confused. I thought that's where you were going with this whole things on actually with the appearance stuff. No, jeez. I was just making a point that in Mary's eyes, the relationship that I have with Brit. You know what, Rick? I'll explain it another time. I want to get out of here. You know, it's hard to tell whether they have a wiener or not, you know? <laughs> well, anyway, I'm out. Good night. Good night, Rick. Miss those days of running to the heat and wondering if we'll ever escape the cold. And I miss those friends, the many gentle hands that built this house, that built this house around my soul. And on a road somewhere, the earth remembers that one small trouble was solved with a battery and some booze and some time and a light bulb. Mm -hmm. There's trouble in the air. Electric news feeds flying by our ears and whispering like dementia through cotton. But I take some strange comfort here in a boat floating in a dream that I had about a bird that I've never mentioned but I have never forgotten. Down in the canyon The dogs talk to the other dogs And a coyote calls And I run to you, I run to you, I run to you like lightning I run to you like lightning
to that point in our evening. <laughs> Take it with you is Blake Thomas, Mary Fox, Andy Fry, Ryan Nelson, Andy Bennett, Katie Helbaca, Zach Stouffer, and Robert Lee. Our sound engineer is Nick Gosen. We were joined this week by Jonathan Otis of Lake Superior Honey Company, songwriter Brianna Lane, Kelly Nitz was on the upright bass, Lane Precker on the washboard and percussion, and the mayor of Duluth, Don Ness. The question on our Ask Brooks segment came from Tanya in Two Harbors. And if you have any science questions you'd like answered, shoot us an email at info at takeitwithyou.org or find us on Facebook. The show tonight was performed in the Underground Theater here in Duluth, Minnesota. Our logo was designed by the one and only the wickedly talented Sarah Luke. Our Foley door was made by Matt Gildner. A special thanks to Crystal Pelkey, the Underground staff, the Duluth Playhouse, Tom Isbell, and KUMD. You can find more info about Lake Superior Honey at lakesuperiorhoneycompany.com and come down to the Underground on June 17th to join us in the audience for our next episode. In the meantime, visit us online at takeitwithyou.org. Thank you so much for coming and being a part of this. We'll see you next time. Thank you.